Y'all, welcome back to Kentucky Fried Wargaming, where two guys who are qualified to talk about anything decide to talk about a game with hard math and chance. I'm Joe. And I'm John. And I barely got through that intro. Yeah, um, I really want to make fun of you for it, but I can't think of anything clever. Uh, yeah, John, uh, on my notes, actually, I have the entire intro speech written out so that I never forget it and somehow, somehow still bumble my way through it. You were thinking about chicken nuggets halfway with you, and you were like, <laughs> I was not. I was thinking about Adepticon reveals, if I'm being honest. Which actually, perfect segue, because this episode, we're going to get a <laughs> little... That's smooth. <laughs> <laughs> That's smooth. Like cream cheese on your bagel. Um, I want to take this episode to get a little topical. Um, we haven't done it in a long time. We've kind of ignored all the current events, because, well, to be honest, we just didn't have anything to say about them. But and I uh, prefer tropical. <laughs> John, we live in Kentucky. It's like 45 degrees out right now. Uh, no. Not exactly tropical. Um, this past weekend, though, uh, the Adepticon reveals happened. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know or maybe newer to the hobby, Adepticon is a wargaming tournament that happens in Chicago every year right around this time. And, uh, you know, it's a weekend of gaming and painting tournaments and workshops and uh, stuff like that. But a number of wargaming companies also take it as an opportunity to, to kind of show off what they have coming in the next uh, couple of months, sometimes six months, and kind of hype the community a bit. So every year, John and I watch it, and we figured, well, we might as well kind of summarize it for people because there's stuff that's happening and it's hard to keep up with. And some of it has us pretty friggin' excited, I, if that's fair to say, John. Absolutely. But first, hobby time and games played. All right, John, uh, what you been up to? Well, two things. One, it's not hobby related, but I adopted a new dog. Oh... He's amazing. His name is Sarge. He's a three-legged pit bull rescue. He's adorable. He also somehow knows how to get onto counters. So he does jumps. Fun. He does jumps. Big hops. Uh, it's been fun training him. Uh, just, you know, teaching him some better behaviors um, without, you know, punishing him, punishing him. Or abusing him. Just kind of teaching him that he's loved and cared for and kind of getting him into the new house. But also uh, not to eat plastic bags. That too. Um, <clears throat> woke up one morning to find out he'd eaten a bunch of pl uh, plastic bags and like an Elden Ring boss, expoiled them from his mouth and looking to me with deep sadness. And uh, that, was a, that was a fun way to wake up at 4 a.m. John, if I vomited plastic bags, I'd be sad too. Yeah. He's all right though. He's okay. He's actually sitting here with me while I record. He's adorable. Poor little scamp. It, absolutely precious. Um, the other thing I've been doing is been being prepared for the Crusade game. So I've been writing Ooh. up lore for my Gene Seer cult and painting up models and basing them. I want a fully based and painted segment for each as I go. Uh, Same, I have man. A, a squad and a character left to do. 
I'm also building and painting terrain that I'll be playing with the board that's themed around this force, which is great. Um, and this is a fun little project to work on in chunks, especially when I talk about the other project I'm probably going to be starting soon. Um, thanks to Adepticon. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Joseph? What have you been working on? Uh, a lot of this, I might as well just say, <laughs> ditto. Um, because I have largely also just been working my butt off on these towel. Uh, I have been painting like an absolute Love fiend. Love them fish. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I haven't shared anything on Instagram because I'm just a terrible, terrible person with the internet. Um, but I have painted 22 towel models in like a week. Just turning and burning on them with... I, I don't know, like we got done with our Warhammer weekend and uh, I just had so much hobby excitement that I hit the ground sprinting and did ha just haven't quite stopped. Um, I painted... You do this every time. It's, it's, I do. It's amazing to watch. Uh, I've painted 20 foot troops, so like 20 individual little foot models. Uh, I based all of 20 of those and then I painted up two bigger robots to kind of go alongside them and I based them as well. And then I've got the final 10 foot troops for the force uh, all halfway done. I just got to put on their base coats and a wash. Uh, and then they'll be ready to go. And uh, yeah, I'll be off to the races. And I'm a little ahead of John. I actually already played one of my crusade games this past weekend. Um, yes, we don't start till April. <clears throat> we weren't supposed to, but... Corwin was already in town, and... There was an opportunity, I, I understand. Yeah. Like, Mulligan he has a five-hour drive, so we made it happen to where he could play his two games one week early. And uh, that was really fun. It was a strong victory for the Tau with some sort of tactical positioning and some really unfortunate invuln rolls uh, for Corwin. But uh, it was quite a time. And now I have to essentially write a little book about how that battle went. And, uh... That's going to be a little stressful, but fun. Looking forward to that. Also mostly. known as short stories, Joe. John, I don't know what words are. <laughs> you, you can't come to me ask Tyler me about these synonyms. What am I, a thesaurus, John? I ain't a nerd or a dinosaur. Okay, okay. You cannot say <laughs> I'm not a nerd. We have a wargaming podcast, and you have a triple degree and biology. <laughs> <laughs> you were distinctly more of a nerd than I am. <laughs> John, my opinions on incubation constancy and Carolina chickadees is irrelevant to this discussion. <laughs> That's not a nerdy topic. That's just cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's been a packed hobby week, uh, and I probably should slow up a little bit here eventually, but... I don't know. I haven't felt burnt out or anything, so I figured might as well get while the getting's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe take like a day or two of playing some big stompy robots and then go back at it. John, don't you don't you talk to me about big stompy robots? Big stompy robots. Damn it, John! The music ain't played. You know, Seth, play the music. All right, John. We're at least past the musical interlude. We can talk about the topic itself. It's Adepticon time. But the big stompy robots aren't first on my notes, so you're going to have to wait just like a minute. I quit the show. That's fair enough. It will now be a one-man band. 
Uh, Wasn't it always? (laughs) Continue. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, for those of you out there who haven't seen an Adepticon reveal before, generally they break it up into uh, like not just one long list, but in a sequence of games that the reveals are for. So for example, they'll show you a reveal for Necromunda. And then a reveal for Warhammer Underworlds, and a reveal for 40k, and Blood Bowl, and you know, etc, etc. So we're going to take it in that order. And if you want, you could go to the Games Workshop website, and you can look at their article, and they have them in the same order. Get more details if you want. And also, towards the end, we're going to talk about uh, Infinity, because they put out some reveals. And uh, on their YouTube channel, they have a video documenting everything that I'm going to say as well. So if you do want more information about anything we're going to talk about in this podcast, it's out there. And uh, actually, I'll, I'll link them down in the uh, the description below in case you, you know, you really just want some more info than what we're given. Because some of these we're going to lightly touch because they're just not that exciting for us. Uh, others we might talk about for four hours. Um, so I guess we'll just kind of take it sequentially. First off was Necromunda Ash Waste. Uh, and for those of you who aren't familiar, Necromunda is a smaller sort of skirmish game that Games Workshop has put out for, I don't know, ever? Yeah, a long time. (laughs) Really long time. Uh, and the entire time it has been about these gangs fighting for dominance in the deep underbelly of a huge megacity. Think like, if you, in your head, close your eyes and picture any... Judge Dread comic or movie, you're pretty close. Um, and it's a gritty little skirmish game, which is pretty fun from what I've heard. I've never played it. But they're coming out with a new version of it called The Ash Wastes, where you are going to be able to play some small vehicles, not in the underhive of the city, but out on the barren wastelands, sort of like a dust desert. It's almost Mad Maxian. It does tempt me a lot. Uh, this is something I could see like myself and Tanner getting really into. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about getting a whole group of people into it because you got to have a specific want for the flavor. Um, the other cool thing with Necromunda is that, like, especially this this box set, the the terrain for it looks distinctly not the normal boxy gothic forty k. It doesn't. Yeah, it looks more like Dune. Kind of. Or like Star Wars. Like it looks Tatooine-esque, mm-hmm. Dune-esque, very weird, not the normal 40k stoic space fascism. It's like, oh no, this is a crazy weird place. Yeah. Um, and in it is comes uh, two sort of, uh, I guess I'll call them gangs fighting each other. Uh, one is House Orlock, which are kind of like a biker gang miners. Uh, and the other are the nomads of the wastes which are uh, people wrapped up in scraps and cloths who live in the wasteland above ground. Uh, And for Orlok, they have a couple of, like, battle ATVs with turrets and stuff. And uh, for the the Wastelanders, they ride battle crickets. Yeah, I really like the Wastelanders. I want to get this set just to paint the Wastelanders and paint the terrain for the Mad Max board I want to work on. The models are gorgeous, and the terrain is cool, but it occupies a weird place for me where, like, there aren't enough of the models for me to buy it, and there isn't enough terrain for me to grab it. Um, 
So I think I'm a pass on this one, but I do like the sculpts quite a bit. Yeah, like I, if the price is right and it hits at the right time, I would be interested in Necromunda Ash Wastes. Yeah. You know what I wouldn't want to buy on release? Hmm. Uh, Warhammer Underworlds, The Exiled Dead. Oh, yeah. This one was uh, it's a little sad, if I'm being honest. Uh, so for those out there who don't know, Warhammer Underworlds is a little hex grid based strategy game where you have a handful of minis, like five or six per person, and you're going one-on-one in this little hex grid-based battle game with some, like, activation cards that you can use, and you're fighting each other over objectives and stuff. It looks pretty quick and pretty fun, and even though I've never been able to play this, just because no one in our area plays it, they do have some really cool little forces that are based off of the armies in Age of Sigmar. So if nothing else, I have bought some of their uh, little gang kits just so I could have the models as substitutions or proxies or stuff like that. And uh, they pitched this one as being sort of like mad science and is led by a vampire whose experimentations in necromancy were so wild that even the wicked vampires of the realm of death wouldn't let them stay. And uh, when that, when I heard that, my brain was conjuring all sorts of images. <laughs> like, okay, are we going to have like an orc body with the head of a chimera and a giant scorpion tail for an arm? <clears throat> like, are, are we just going to take bits of monsters and do a word scrabble to put them together in these horrifying abominations that no one could stomach? Like, how, how weird are we going to get? Well, not weird at all. John, what did we get? We got a single model that has an orc arm and, and like a bunch of normal dudes. Like it looks like a bunch of misfits from uh what's Curse City. And they didn't have anywhere else to put them in. Like I'm sure there was a sculptor who worked really hard on this thing. It's just like I'm I'm going to I'm going to read a little excerpt. If you look up these models, it's a little weird. Mhm. Uh the vampires named Daedalus, the exiled, a necromancer whose grisly experience went too far for even those in Shayish. Can you imagine experimenting so much in necromancy that even Nagash asks you to knack, knock it off? Like, I don't see where that translates here. Because none of this looks weirder than, like, Radagar the Beast. I mean, to make it clear, the models are like five regular zombies with an electric pylon in their back. One a piece. One guy who has an orc arm sewed on. A skeleton, like a zombie that just looks like a town, like a level one town guard from a D&D game. And one zombie that looks kind of scared. Like, I I don't... Like, I mean, Meemaw from the Soulblood Gravelords got struggled to get that out. Meemaw on her wolf, like, literally turns her ex-lovers into wolves. Yes, like wrenches their bodies horrifically apart and back together to be wolves. Like they feel themselves being unmade and remade before they now do not have the connection to the world that once was. And they are just a bowling beast for her to subjugate for eternity. That, perfectly fine. Putting an (laughs) iPhone into someone's back and turning on the Wi-Fi signal, and all of a sudden the gash has got a problem. Like Just too far. No, we can't allow this. Like what? 
What anti-right-to-repair bullshit is the gash running in the realm of death? Like, what Elon Musk looking ass Okay, He's coming out here saying but you can't modify your Elon zombies. Is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, he's running around just you can't modify your zombies. You must send them to the service center. Like what? <laughs> what? Come on now. Come on. Uh, that's perfect. <laughs> we have a magical world of crazy animals for you to resurrect. It, this is too far. Yeah, okay. So, like, well, this was a miss. <laughs> super miss. Uh, I say we move on to something that wasn't a miss. What about you, Joe? Oh, God. Oh, it's a time, John? Is it, is time? it time? Time. Yeah. I can't wait to kick the shit out of you, Joseph. I'm going to get you to build a knight army finally for long term listeners of the show. Been trying to convince Joe to play the army of his dreams for years now. I know this man. This man wants to play Imperial Knights, but not just any Imperial Knights. He wants to play farm equipment Imperial Knights. It's true. I do. I kind of do. Um, and you know what came out or what's getting announced? God, Weird Imperial. enough Chaos Knights to tempt me to build a force <laughs> to fist fight Joseph. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I actually, for those of you out there who are just listening, I do recommend you go to the article below and watch the video for this because it's a great little intro video. Um, but the big reveal, like, is that we're gonna get new Chaos Knights, like with a beef, beastie, beefed up, huge Chaos Warped Knight kit, as well, well like as a new Dog of War that's all chaosed up in the best ways. Yeah, it, it's not just the old kit with, like, a couple of spikes on it. Don't get me no, wrong. No. I love the Chaos Knight kits. I think all the Chaos Knight kits look great. Um, minus the War Dogs. Like, this is the first actual, you know, War Dogs we're going to have. But this one's got birds on it and tentacles. And it's got a tail. And it's and got tusks. huge tusks. And it's a wizard. It's like, a wizard. It's a wizard Imperial Knight. Like, it's just, it's it's crazy. Um, and God, it's, it's, it's so sold cool. me. Like, I'm... I'm going to build a narrative force around this thing. Like, I'm going to build knights, sure. Um, but this is going to be the leader of my Chaos Knights. Because I can't not play narratively. Like, You can't help yourself. Yeah, and, and I think this is the best kit for Chaos I have seen come out in a while. Like, I like this more than Bellicor when I look at it. Uh, I really like Bellicor, and I like this even more. Like, they, they really ride the line of pushing it as far as they can without going too far. Um, and I, it's just great. And you could put as many bits and bobs on it as you want. The conversion potential is out of this world. Um, I, I think this kit is going to be a slam dunk for them. And to then back it up with some Warhounds on top of that? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah, the War Dogs are great. Uh, I've already currently built a couple of lists, hoping that the points don't change too much upon release of the new Codex. Uh, which, by the way, they announced the Codex, and they'll be releasing Imperial Knights Codex along with this. Yeah, so both Chaos and Imperial Knights will have their own Codexes soon, which is uh, going to be awesome. Can't wait. Right. And I'm very excited. I am extremely excited. This is probably the thing I'm the most excited about. Like, there's some other stuff in here that's that's cool. 
This is the thing that has me the most excited. Um, I haven't been feeling the chaos flavor for a while now. Uh, I've been mostly waiting for World Eaters, but this. Now this I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so cool. And uh, I will say, it was the only model they showed off. Like, we watched this as a group live. Every, all of us, all three of us, shouted out loud when they showed off the model. Not planned. Yeah. Just so, yeah. so impressed and excited. Shouted out loud. Um, it's that cool. It's just yeah, that it cool. Was, it, was, it was great. I haven't been this excited to look at a Chaos model since they announced the new sculpt for Abaddon. Yeah. And like, I say all this as someone who dislikes Chaos. <laughs> yeah. It's cool great. Models, cool model. I have to build this whole army and paint it impeccably. Like, take my time, build it, and play it. Just so I can put it across some table from you. We can all look at it and go, <laughs> and then you can be like, <laughs> I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it so bad. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to try. Um, yeah, it's a time. And I, I don't know. I'm My heart wants to do Imperial Knights. I am split on it just because they are expansive. But we'll see. I do, like, I have a story locked and loaded, ready to go for Knights from when I first got into 40k and people talked me out of playing Knights um, with some cool conversion potential, but, you know, they are a lot of money, and that is the downside of Knights. They're, what, 170 bucks a piece? Uh, I think they're 160 with the slightly bigger ones being a little bit more expensive, but I'll be honest, like, the Tyrants and all those... They're not that much bigger, and I'm of the opinion they don't look as good as, like, the normal knights. Mm-hmm. I think the normal knights and the war dogs are where it's at. And I think Forge World knights, don't even bother. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Just, no, thank you. You, you couldn't and, make me. And yeah, they're pretty good. Lo- pretty expensive. I wouldn't buy them straight from GW. I'd find a really nice uh, local store mm-hmm. and buy them from there. Uh, hint, hint, wink, wink. I know. 20% off would make the price hurt less. Yes. Uh, I do relish the idea of knights because I like painting. Like, I don't like painting hordes. I'll do it if I have to, as my orcs and my current Tau list shows. But I really don't like to. I really just rather spend a good amount of time on one model. And like I also our- think that these kits in particular are worth their money. Like, I've seen the sprues. I've helped someone build one before. There's a ton of weapons options. You can magnetize. You can spend your time. There's there's a lot of craft that went into these, and I, there's a lot of bits and things that makes it worth it uh, in a way that I don't think a lot of other kits are. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. I love some of the new kits, but, like, there's some of them where, like, I think, was it like $50 for five flayed ones with Necrons? And that doesn't even get you a full... No, I'm sorry. That gets you a full squad now, but it's not the size squad you're going to use. That's like, nuts. Yeah. Like, it is it is in a weird way, knights are almost a cheaper army to play than a lot of other ones. Like it's cheaper to play than a horde army if you were to buy all plastic. I mean, that's true. That's very true. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I We'll see. I might be willing to shift another army that I never really got on with to, to rotate knights into the roster. I don't know. I just have this worry. Like, it is because of when I got in, people were like, no, nobody who plays knights is cool. They're all chuds. 
And now I'm like, man, I don't want to be a chud. I Who, want if, you to know. Like, why would that, I have knights if no one wants to play my knights? You could beat me in every game we play, regardless of what faction I play against your knights, and I'm going to have a great time because you're playing big robots, and I love big robots. I and know. I don't think I'm the only one in our playgroup who feels that way. I think a lot of members in our playgroup are going to go, oh, fucking tight, big robot. Hell yeah, I'm going to bring big monster, even if it's not the greatest, because I want to fight your big robot. Like, it's just going to happen. We'll see. We'll see. All right, everybody, all listeners, you have to peer pressure Joseph. It would be also like a huge conversion undertaking. And basing undertaking. Yeah, I want to see you flex it. Like, show me what you can do. We'll see. We'll see how much bullying I get. I'm susceptible to bullying. All right. Aside from the Joe bullying, um, this one we're not as excited about. There's one model in this next thing that I think is very cool. Um, Blood Bowl, for those of you who don't know, is a game that the Brits made when they heard that Americans play fantasy football. Uh, and, you know, they took that to an extreme as sort of like a, uh, a a very literal translation. And they came up with this world where it's a bunch of fantasy armies, you know, orcs and elves and humans and ogres and treemen and halflings, uh, all playing this game of murderous football called Blood Bowl. And on the tabletop, it's uh, sort of like playing hardcore chess with a bunch of little fantasy football minis with, you know, weird, crazy teams on it as you're trying to, like, kill the opponent and get the ball up the pitch. It's actually quite fun if you have the right people. It's how I got into tabletop wargaming. Kind of cycled out of it for a little while, but Every now and then they'll come out with a new team that you can buy and paint up if you're into Blood Bowl. And uh, they have finally revealed the Nords this time around at Adepticon. So, you know, like the frozen Northerners. One of them, like two of them look like they're kind of turning into werewolves. One of them's like a big Valkyrie woman. Um, A couple are just like big muscly dudes. And then the absolute MVPs of this whole box. They have two... Tiny little boars, just little itty bitty pigs with beer kegs strapped to their backs with rope. And they play on the field. Like they run beer from player to player. And I just love them little pigs. I love them little pigs. I do love them pigs. God, I would love to just be like, Piggy, give me a chorus light. (laughs) Piggy comes running up. Joseph out here talking about fat hogs. (laughs) Slightly pudgy hogs, John. (laughs) Pudgy. Um, Yeah, they're cute little models. If you're into Blood Bowl, give them a look. Uh, I I think Blood Bowl is kind of a niche game because it really doesn't quite do what you think it would do. Like when I think about Blood Bowl... In my brain, I think of like this hard-hitting, brutal, crunchy game. Uh, And in actuality, it's more like you're playing chess. (laughs) Hardcore chess. Uh, Just a little weird of a mismatch for me, but I know there are people out there who love it. Next up, John. This one's going to be a little bitter. Yeah, this one's a little sad. Age of Sigmar. John, what did we get? You want to leave the thing we liked about it? 
Yeah, we'll lead with the thing we liked about it. Okay. Thing we liked about it. Nighthawk model. It's the ferryman ghost thing. Uh, yeah. Nighthawk, incredibly easy models to, to make for. They You can crank them out like crazy. They're great. No complaints. Amazing. My biggest complaint is I can't play the army. Can't bring myself to. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously like a really fun riff on Chiron, the ferryman of the underworld. But like, even though it's a riff on that old archetype, it's so well done. I just don't care. I just, yeah, I don't care. Sometimes it, the archetypal thing just hits and that's great. Yeah, it looks incredible. Uh, and if I played Nighthaunt, I would get this model immediately. It's almost as cool as the black coach. It's it's just incredible. Like all the ghosts kind of like a wave pushing the shattered boat forward. Uh, it's good stuff. This model is going to be golden demon fodder. I can, I can already tell. Like someone's going to make an entire diorama around this and it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see it on Instagram. Can't wait. Um, and the other thing that showed off for Age of Sigmar was the new season of war. Thondia. <laughs> um collectively just gonna boo it just boo no yeah don't like yeah i i'm not a fan of this season pass model they want us to adopt i won't play it i just don't like it and it's not good the reveal itself also didn't help my particular opinion there um it's going to be a box with a couple of pieces of terrain in it eh and, like, this model is supposed to be part of the Season of War, which has me questioning, like, is this only going to be a model you can use for this season, or will it then transfer to later games? Which means, is this now a constant in the in the setting? Well, they're going to come does... out with more for other realms. So, what John is alluding to is, in addition to the normal terrain pieces, they also give you a model that is uh, sort of like a spectral golden magic that's flowing in a circle around a piece of rock and it has it's made of like bone and has a head that's sort of like a monster and uh it is a spirit from the realm of beasts that you could ally into your army uh and use as a model like this would be great if i only played age of sigmar right and i i only played age of sigmar and i played every other saturday with the intention of going to a tournament two or three times a year like that's cool like battle pass stuff makes sense for that person. I don't think that's the average Age of Sigmar player. I don't think so either. Um, so this is also going to get complicated by the fact that there's two of these a year, and there's also a General's Handbook once a year, and there's four balance updates a year on top of those. Now, I think some of those are perfectly fine. Like I, I think having point uh, like free points updates and changes twice or two or three times a year fair maybe even do it quarterly i like quarterly there yeah um balance updates where like every three months or something like that for all the stuff that comes out like for the books you kind of like reassess balance and change things digitally for free cool every year or every yeah every year releasing new rules for playing the game like essentially a new uh, like mini edition, which is what these are. Not down with, not down with it in forty k. Not down with it in Ninja Sigmar. Not down mm. with it as like a casual player. I don't go to tournaments. Not a fan. 
Obviously, the answer is I can just not play with it if other people like it. If you like it, that's fine. I just think that it, it will push the game towards a level of toxicity and not fun. And it, it's kind of taking what is a fun hobby and turning it into like a thing you have to turn into a second job, like an MMO or like, a, like a Destiny 2. Especially because it comes out every six months. On top of those balance war scrolls, on top yeah. of the general's handbook, and on top of all the white dwarfs, it's just too much for me. And these, they also want me to pay for. Yes. Like the, you, so we let's break this down. We've done it before on the show. Going to do it again. Just just feel feeling froggy about it. Assuming this book is $30, and that's probably a bit generous. It's going to be 50 Okay, well then let's just say 50 Assuming this is $50, the chapter approved or player's handbook that comes out for that season is $30. Uh, the main core rulebook is $80. Your codex is another $60. Like, you are spending so much money to play this game as a, at a base level mm-hmm. before you even purchase the models. And that's assuming you don't have to get any white dwarves. On top of... The increase in price. And a subscription for their app. Right. Like, like it, I am perfectly fine with paying for some of these things. You need to fold some of these into other things. Even if you were to, like, say, okay, you have to buy all of the season pass stuff separately, but if you have the app, it comes on the app. Cool. There's a reason to buy your app now. Mm-hmm. But no, you just want more and more and more and more and more and more and more money from consumers. And we wonder why a lot of the community is talking about 3D printing over buying the plastic. Yeah, I mean, if you're someone on a budget, I get how your budget's getting tight. Yeah, uh, there's a reason why there's a whole entire sect of the community that has gone, I've been priced out of 40K, I've been priced out of Age of Sigmar, I can't go to tournaments because I can't afford to play them. I'm going to just play with my friends with my 3D printed models or go to other games. Mm-hmm. There's something to that. Yep. Um, and for me, like, this is just, this is a bridge too far. Uh, so I will not be buying this in a season pass thing. Uh, and fortunately for me, my group doesn't need it. So I don't have to buy it, which is great. Um, and if you're out there and you really don't want to deal with this and your group is cool with not using it, just don't use it. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah it'll be all right. Play a narrative campaign using Path of Glory or uh, Crusade Rules and you'll be all right. Or you or can just... even play like your regular league games at 2,000 points. Just like keep track with all the free updates that come out four times a year. You'll be fine. Yeah, just just play uh, Age of Sigmar like you did two years ago or 40K like you did four years ago. Just new army book, play with it, read the FAQs. Balance updates, play it. Ignore this shit. It's going to be just Mo- Most of it's just gamified nonsense anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something to that. And then uh, next, uh, Horus Heresy. This is one that I am of two very different minds about. Um, I am of so one mind about. <laughs> before, everyone hop, before we hop into the explanation, for those of you guys who aren't familiar with Horus Heresy... It is a uh, sort of like niche game that Games Workshop has been supporting through their Forge World company, which is kind of like their boutique store where you pay a whole lot more money for way worse models. 
Don't ask me how that works. But that's where it works. And uh, you can buy resin marines from there and you play the battles of the Horus Heresy, which is like the big book series that's like up to book 58 or whatever. Um, where you play largely space marine on space marine fights uh, against one another in that time period. So it's its own unique thing with its own unique flavor. Um, and there has been rumblings forever that they were going to nuke that terrible resin line, at least a lot of it, and come out with plastic kits. But they, they've been kind of playing coy and shy about it, which is weird because like pictures were leaked six months ago at least. Um, but they finally revealed what's going on. And if you're interested, I do recommend you go watch it for the cinematic trailer intro introing the game because it's good stuff. Um, I, I, I can't help wonder if this is where all the hammer and bolter money went. Cause this one, like the Cape has animations and there's wind blowing everywhere. There's some weight to the stuff, to the movements. It's, it's much higher quality. Like I, the thing I was seeing in the chat was like, why don't they just make a movie of this? And that's a great question. Cause it would probably be pretty cool. Um, uh, but it's cool. Little intro cinematic putting you into the world. And then they also showed off that they are indeed going to be releasing more plastic kits for the Horus Heresy. Um, but overall, I think, like, I really, as much as I enjoyed the cinematic, I am not excited for the tabletop war game. I am of a different mind. Um, first, to piggyback off of Joe, um... Basically, everything is going to be moving that is not Legion-specific will be moving to plastic, based off of the article. That includes the tanks, that includes mm -hmm. the, the characters, like nondescript things. But things like Primarchs, things like Legion-specific characters or Legion-specific units will not be. That means we're going to get plastic and Tempter Dreadnoughts, which would be great. Um, very good. Very cool. We're going to see a lot of, like, very great stuff from that. Hopefully it means that a lot of those Forge World units are just removed from the 40k setting and put into this other game. And I'm hoping that this gets expanded into the period of time post the Horus Heresy for the, all the first mer like the firstborn Marines to go to. Mm -hmm. Kind of have this be like an 40k for the, the older folks, the old phone folks home, with 40k going into a new direction, divorced story-wise from its its past so that it doesn't have to like kind of stagnate but i am excited because i have been keeping up with the horse heresy for a very long time and i would love to at least buy and paint some plastic models and not have to sell my soul mm -hmm. even they if i don't play the game incredibly expensive right now yes like, uh, even even if i don't want to play the game even if no one plays the game with me i would love to get like a squad of Marines and paint them in like a really cool little cinematic piece. Yeah. If it wasn't so expensive, I think it would be an easier ask, but currently their prices are just through the moon. I also want to see what the rule set is because the current iteration of the horse heresy is just a worse version of seventh edition Warhammer 40 K. Oh, no, thank you. And, uh, there's some things I like about it, but when I go back and read some of the rules, I go, oh man, I, I really didn't like 65% of this, 70% of this. Mm -hmm. And I would assume that it would change. 
Uh, I have a feeling they're going to scale it differently uh, because it's supposed to be much larger conflicts. And so it'll probably scale somewhere between 40K and Apocalypse, if I would assume. Oh, so you need even more plastics to fill the board. Maybe the the scale that you see those guys in, right? Like it seems off, right? Like it seems their scale of the models they were leaked doesn't seem like normal scaled models. Mm-hmm. But it, it actually has to stay. Never mind, I'm wrong. It has to stay the current scale because of the the dudes. The dudes? The Primarchs. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. I'm hoping the rules are interesting and different. Because, like, worst comes to worst, it's like, oh, okay, the rules suck. Not going to play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, we'll see. It's just, it's a harder sell for me because a lot of it is from Forge World, even after they redo the basics. Like for Blood Angel Terminators, it was like over 80 bucks for one squad. You're you're high. I can't do that. Uh, Well, also, everything on the board is just Space Marine. Like it is all Space Marine. Everything is Space Marine. And that's also a bit of a turnoff for me. So, you know, just not my cup of tea. But that's cinematic though. Ha, good stuff. I think there's a lot of rules things they could do to make it, even though it's all Space Marine on the table, then play drastically different from one another in a way that is interesting. Possible, but harder to do. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe if GW pays their rule designers for this game more money than they pay their other rules designers, they'll design a great game. Fingers crossed, for their sake. Spicy! Um, Ooh, I... I don't know how the entire community is so mad about dumb stuff while we're everybody's just fine with that. What are we doing? Say, but I'm not getting into that tantrum on this show, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, they did end the reveal with a little stinger about how more chaos stuff is coming uh, for Warhammer 40k, and uh, including uh, chaos space marines getting two wounds. Huzzah! I don't know. Like, I'm excited for my chaos friends, but like, how do I put this? It feels weird for them to make this problem happen and then also like get it on the joke of of fixing it. Like discourse miniatures pointed that out and like, she's right. (laughs) Like you, you caused this. You, You don't get to play buddy, buddy now. Like, no, you, you did this. I don't know. Feels weird. I'm but, glad that my friends are getting two wound marines, though. That that's going to be nice for them. Yes. Um. I also have a theory. Like, I, so with this announcement, we know that Chaos Space Marines are coming out after Imperial and Chaos Knights, mm-hmm. leaving only yeah. Chaos Demons and Astro Militarum as the last two codexes to be released. Yeah. I think there is a distinct possibility based off of what happened with the Eldari book and based off of what has happened with a lot of the books that you will see a a Chaos Demons, Chaos Space Marines combined book. I don't think I'd like that very much. I think that I would. Um, Having played many editions of Chaos Demons and many editions of Chaos Space Marines, they've always felt like factions that should be played together and are often cheesed because of allied rules or summoning rules like in 7th edition 
And I think if you made them a more cohesive force that you could interchange pieces out for, it'd be a lot more fun. But also, for me, the worry is you're going to sacrifice flavor. If you are packing, like, well, let's see, how many armies are currently in Chaos Space Marines? Six? Well, there's just another part to that, too, is, is I think that eventually Chaos Space Marines have to get supplements like Space Marines. I mean, I think they do, too. But, like, assuming that it's just big one combo book, you're going to have uh, six or eight Chaos Space Marine armies in there, and then four Chaos Demon armies in there, and then also sort of, like, cross-combo rules in there for all of them as well. And I think that would just be too too much of a book. Like, too much stuff in one book for any of it to come out flavorful. It's already hard to get them to give uh, each space mer- like each Chaos Space Marine chapter enough time in the sun. I think this would just make it worse. That's possible. I could see that. You know, your Regar- Night Lords, okay, here's your three stratagems, here's your two relics, move on. Like... <laughs> Yeah, your Alpha Legion. Here's your three stratagems. Here's your two relics. Here's your two traits. Move on. We have to keep on going. We got to put so much other stuff in this book, and I yeah. I think that would be a shame. Yeah, we'll see. Um, regardless, we are looking down the barrel of like almost no Ninth Edition Codex is left to be released. So that will be if Chaos Demons is a separate book, then we are looking at by the end of the year being done with Codexes for Ninth Edition. Mm-hmm. Which is a good thing. Kind of. <laughs> Man, that's a bittersweet statement. Yeah. Because immediately we when you say, we're almost done, my brain goes, yeah, no more treadmill. Yep. Oh, God, that means a new edition and we start again. And the thing that's really bittersweet is that we haven't gotten to really play this one. Like, it, it kind of came out in the beginning of 2020, two years ago. A beginning of 2020, air quotes. During a pandemic. Yeah. And mostly. so, like, a lot of people just did not play this for ostensibly, like, two years. I, I can tell you I didn't. I, I have played maybe eight games of the new edition. Ten is generous. Because most of it was during a pandemic. Yeah. So, I think that a lot of people, like, if they try to push for a 10th edition, are just going to not play it. Like, casual groups are just going to go, I'll wait. Mm-hmm. Um, which I can't say I blame them, because I'm in that boat. Like, I don't think we need another edition of 40K in 2023. And I have a feeling that you're going to try to push it. I mean, they want money, so... Yeah. I hope that instead they make this horse heresy thing big enough for, like in 2023 that they just let 40k be 40k with some splat books Mm -hmm. but maybe a new faction or two there's your money gw release squats and a shitload of people will buy them or redo world eaters people will buy them yeah release uh emperor's children whole line people will buy it like you will get more people buying that than people wanting to hop onto a new edition what do i know i don't i'm not in their marketing department yeah, it's, I know for me, if they told me, like, hey, summer 2023, you ready for 10th edition? My answer would be no. <laughs> Just my, no. Yeah, my answer would be, uh, I'll still keep playing 9th for a while and probably hop onto a new game for a bit because that makes me feel bad. Yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing. Like, it dropped summer of, was it 2019? No. Summer 2020? I, Summer 2020. 
Yeah, so it dropped during a pandemic. And even if there wasn't a pandemic, I don't think my group would have played it for like six months anyway, because we'd be waiting for new books to come out. Yep. So, uh, now that we're out of a pandemic, uh, I don't think I'd be playing it for that long again anyways. Because again, no new books. And after we finally got off the treadmill, I'm not looking to get back on the Codex treadmill again. Yeah, I, I don't think that the Codex Treadmill has very many more cycles left. They might try to pull off one more, but I think that they really need to think about what do you do in the modern day and age where people just don't accept the excuse of, I don't get to play with my army for six months because you didn't release the rules. Like, I don't see that as a continuing business model. I, I think that you make a lot of money now, sure, but like, people won't care. And I think a lot of people, I don't think people get excited about books as much as people think they do. I think people get excited about the models. Like, don't get me wrong, everybody loves new rules, and they get excited about new rules, but what really motivates them to go buy stuff is new models. Like, I saw the, the Chaos Knight, and I wanted to start that whole army, right? You want people to start these armies, not necessarily buy one or two kits and then forget about it for another two or three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a struggle. Like there, I think there's always going to be a diehard group who would be happy to spend three hundred bucks a year, even just astronomical money, to play forty k. Um, but I think they're a minority. Uh, yeah, and there are a lot of other very compelling games who are just easier to sort of hop into. So we'll see how that goes long term. Yeah, a um, little nerve wracking for me, but I'm glad Chaos Marines are getting two wounds regardless. I mean, once all the ninth edition books are out and the whole system's out, we don't technically have to play another edition of 40k. We can just keep playing ninth edition until we decide we want to stop. That's true. Uh, and also, speaking of companies who have figured out how to make a game that's new and works, let's talk about Infinity. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, a game where the rules for everybody comes out immediately. Because you, know, you could just do that. You could just do that. You could just upgrade things as we go. Um Infinity had a reveal show at Adepticon where they showed off some new stuff. Uh, and for those of you guys who aren't familiar, uh, Infinity is a very deep, mechanic, like mechanically deep skirmish game that takes place in sort of like a cyberpunk-ish future um, where humanity has expanded to the stars and corporations and uh, now run a lot as well as multi-country alliances and you were playing small groups uh, doing covert missions against one another in order to hopefully not spark all-out war. Uh, it's a skirmish game with these beautiful cyberpunk models. Uh, tons of fun, mechanically rich. If you're into it, give it a look. Um, but here on the show, we've talked about how we don't want to just cover Games Workshop games. And uh, I happened to catch their reveal stream, and it, was, it had some great stuff in it, so I wanted to throw it in the show. Uh, and also use it as an example, because I I really like some of the stuff they do about how honest they are with their player base. It's refreshing. Um, so Infinity unveiled um, a cornucopia of new models for the combined army faction. Um, if, so if you're a player out there who's into combined army, go look at these. There's probably there's like twelve new models for your army, which is really impactful when a force is like eight people. <laughs> that's 
That's a lot of options. So good for y'all. And I think they said they're all coming out in plastic, not metal, which is, holy cow, even better. Yeah, plastic. Like, don't get me wrong. Their metal is good, but it's still metal. (laughs) So uh, anytime they say they're doing plastic, I'm I'm really interested. Uh, Also, they released some new rules for uh, sectorial fire teams. Now, I I will admit, I do not know enough about the mechanics to be able to explain this to everybody. Um, But they were essentially changing the way they work to make them a little more impactful and less bookkeepy. Which, you know, all around is good stuff. And again, they didn't just hit, like, one group with this. They just did it for everybody at once, so you're all good to go. Every every force, have at it. Uh, And then lastly, and I found this really interesting... Like, we are in Adepticon. Gen Con is not till the summer. And Corvus Belly, the company who makes Infinity, looked at their players and went, Hey guys, here's what to expect at Gen Con, just so you know what's coming. We, they're going to be putting out a new dual box, like a big dual box kit, with terrain inside of it, a new storybook, as well as two armies in it. Uh, it's going to be Aleph with some new models, as well as the Hassassin sub-faction for Hakislam with some new models. Um, and they're going to put all that in a box, and they're going to reveal it at Gen Con so you can know when you can get it, and uh, the community can know what's coming. And that's such a breath of fresh air. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what do you know? You could just tell your player base what to expect and not give a roadmap that is still leaving you guessing about what's coming in three months. No, they were just real honest. They didn't show off what's in the box, obviously, that's coming at Gen Con, but you won't get your hopes up. You won't have feel beds. You know what's going to be there. Yeah. And, and I think that's great. And more importantly, you're not relying on, air quotes, leaks to get out to show things. Nope. You heard it straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah. Uh, and like also their video like every time they do a little update they're so friggin' passionate about what they're putting out that it's infectious and i just i'm a big fan huge well, fan like that's the thing that kills me with 40k and age of sigmar games workshop products in general right is that there's lots of people who are a part of this game not just on the the consumer side but like making this game that are super passionate like you can see it in the presenters for these games like they are too themselves happy hobbyists who really are excited to be a part of this i'm sure there's authors and designers and sculptors and artists who are all working on these things are so excited because this is stuff that they love but it's like ruined by this like corporate nature to things in what for many folks that have been playing for years or like a decade like me Remember when it was much more open to that, like, art, artist, like, free-form kind of buy-the-model-if-you-want-oh-well-if-you-don't kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And, and now it's, 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 it's becoming like every other entertainment thing in modern day. Video games are getting ruined. 40K is being ruined. Like, it just kind of happens. I know it sounds really down, but, like... I don't want. I want to make sure that people aren't blaming like the artists and the Warhammer community people. Like, there are people involved with that this game that are very passionate about what they are doing. They're not the corporate person calling the shots for shareholders. Yeah, they're just doing their best, and the odds are they're probably not making a whole lot. 
Yeah, uh, unfortunately. So, like, if you do find him on Twitter or something, cut him a break. Don't be a turd. Yeah, don't attack them for their boss's actions. You know what I mean? That's a crap thing to do to somebody. But, like, I do think all in all, it was a good Adepticon reveal. Um, you know, the night stuff, I think, is a slam dunk. I'm genuinely excited about it. Yeah, even if my I do bitching 3D about print GW... a good portion. Yeah, my bitching about GW aside, I'm probably going to buy the shit out of those Chaos Knights. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to pass up everything else they revealed, but one of those things hits me. So, like, hey, that's something. It's still something. And uh, I think that's good. And also, it's nice to see Infinity getting a bigger footprint. Uh, I, You know, I'm always just happy to see other games that are have less uh, room in the hobby space getting to take just a little bit more real estate for people to realize they exist. And, you know, it kind of makes me want to grab a handful of in, of uh, Infinity models and give it a whirl. I mean, it's... I've been I've played Infinity before. I would play it again. I just need to pony up and get the models and paint them. Well, luckily, you're only going to need like eight, which That's true. does cut down the painting load significantly. Joke's on you. I'm also going to play Chaos Knights and only need eight models. Hey, but they're much bigger. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference between like eight guys on the ground and eight knights. Yeah, overall, I th it was a fun weekend. Uh, and we hope for y'all out there, uh, we've been able to fill you in without making you too confused. And again, if you do have questions, the links will be down below. Feel free, go look at them. You can see the pictures and the articles yourselves or the video for Corvus Belly. Um, and if... From that, you still have questions for us specifically. You know, we have the social medias open. Feel free to reach out to us. We're always there to hear you. Um, we aren't experts in all these games, as we have been very open about here. But if you have very particular questions, we will do our best to get you answers. Yeah. And, and you know, have fun with all your hobby, whether you print, buy, whatever you do, either with Games Workshop or otherwise. Enjoy the hobby often we kind of get stuck in the negativity even when they show off new stuff i know i do it i just did in this podcast it was great uh just enjoy whatever you're enjoying and have fun it's supposed Poor to be john. a fun game we play with each other john is stuck in the swamp of sorrow yes poor bastard i'll try to pull you out the movie says I'll fail, but I'll give it my best. Joseph just then starts sending me links to Chaos Knights. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I pull you out of the Swap of Sorrow. Um, but until next time, that's been all of our opinions about Chaos Knights. Bonafide and Kentucky Fried. Look at them tentacles. We'll see y'all on the next episode.